Hello and welcome back to the Chemistry Made Simple podcast, or if you're a new listener, welcome for the first time. We're here to help you to get chemistry confident. This is episode 10. I'm Matthew Macario from Chemistry Made Simple. This episode is about calculating pH and about using calculations that involve the acid dissociation constant, Ka. So how do we calculate pH? Well, pH is simply a mathematical calculation we make based on the hydrogen ion concentration of an acid solution. And if we know the concentration of the H plus ions present, then we just carry out a calculation to give us the pH. And that calculation is that the pH is equal to the negative log of the hydrogen ion concentration in moles per decimeter cubed. And we use the negative log because that gives us the pH value as a positive number, which is just a bit more easy to use. So calculating pH is quite straightforward for strong acids. So if you remember in our previous episode, we talked about the difference between strong acids and weak acids. And that difference was that a strong acid is one that dissociates completely in water. In other words, every molecule of the acid dissociates its H plus ion from the anion. A weak acid doesn't dissociate all its molecules. Many of the molecules stay intact as the entire acid molecule and only a small proportion dissociate. So for a strong acid it's much easier to calculate the pH because if we know the concentration of the acid we started with then we can easily calculate the concentration of the H plus ions because we know all the acid dissociated, all the molecules dissociated. So it's straightforward to do the calculation of pH equals negative log of the hydrogen ion concentration because that's easy that concentration is easy to find with weak acids it's not quite that straightforward we know that a weak acid only partially dissociates and as the dissociation is a reversible reaction that forms an equilibrium we're going to need to use an equilibrium constant and we we have a specific equilibrium constant that we use just for weak acids You'll have seen it written as K subscript A. We often call it Ka. And you will also hear it called the acid dissociation constant. And in fact, you need to be able to recognize both phrases because either the full name acid dissociation constant or the abbreviation Ka may be used in exam questions that you're going to face. Before we start thinking about how we use that, let's think about the actual equilibrium equation. We're going to consider a generic acid, which will give the formula HA. HA means it's got a hydrogen and A is the anion. So we're starting with our undissociated acid. So on the left of our equation, we have HA. And on the right of the equation, we're going to have the dissociated ions. So on the right hand side of the equation, we'll have H plus plus A minus. And we have the reversible symbol instead of the left to right arrow because this is a reversible reaction. Some of the molecules of acid dissociate, but many of the dissociated ions reassociate to become acid molecules again. And as we mentioned, an equilibrium is established. So how would we write our equation for the acid dissociation constant, which is the specific equilibrium constant for this equilibrium? If we were writing this, we would put Ka on the left, of course, that's the value of the constant. And on the right, we have the concentration of the products over the concentration of the reactants. 
which is the same situation as we talked about when we considered the equilibrium constant for all reversible reactions. But we don't want to leave it as products and reactants. We need to spell that out. We know that HA is the reactant and H plus and A minus are the product. So if we put those into our equation. We have on the left Ka is equal to the H plus concentration times the A minus concentration over the HA concentration. So we write square brackets around the H plus and the A minus and the HA, because that symbolizes that we're talking about the concentration in moles per decimeter cubed. Now we have that, we're ready to make some calculations. But do we know the concentration of all those things? And when we start to use this for calculations, we're going to make an assumption. And we must be very clear, this particular assumption applies only when we're considering a weak acid in solution on its own. We use a different assumption when we're going to be talking about buffers, but we'll leave that to a different episode. So this assumption is for just weak acids on their own in solution. And that assumption is that the H plus concentration and the A minus concentration are exactly equal. And that stands to reason that's a fair assumption in as much as every molecule of the acid that dissociates produces one H plus and one A minus. There are some potential other sources of H plus in particular, but these are usually absolutely negligible and we comfortably ignore them all the time when we're making this calculation at A level. So as far as you need to be concerned, this assumption is accurate and you don't need to explain it any further. This helps us a great deal because we can now simplify our equation for the acid dissociation constant. Instead of having three terms on the right hand side, H plus, a minus and HA, we can actually replace the A minus with another H plus. So our acid dissociation constant equals the concentration of H plus squared over the concentration of HA. And there is a second assumption we make, and that assumption is that the concentration of acid, HA, is not changed from its original concentration. So at equilibrium, we consider that we have the original concentration there. Again, that's a, a fairly accurate assumption because actually for all weak acids, only a very small proportion of the acid molecules dissociate. Now that we have both of those assumptions in place, we're ready to do some calculations. Now, the usual calculation you'll be expected to do is related to the pH, or the hydrogen ion concentration. They're kind of interchangeable because we know there is a calculation between pH and H plus anyway. And usually you'll be asked to calculate the pH of a solution of a particular acid, given its concentration and given its acid dissociation constant value or its Ka value. And at this point, it's just a case of putting in those values that we know or can calculate and doing a bit of algebra to rearrange the equation. So if we know the Ka value because we're given it, and we know the HA concentration because we're given it or given enough information to calculate that, then we can do this calculation. All we do is multiply both sides of our acid dissociation constant equation 
by the value of HA. So on the left-hand side, we now have HA concentration times KA is equal to the H plus concentration squared. And we can calculate that out because we have all the values on the left and we only have one term on the right, the H plus concentration. But it's squared, so now we need to square root both sides. So the H plus concentration equals the square root of what we've just calculated in the left-hand side of the equation. And now we know the H plus concentration in moles per decimeter cubed. We just use that pH equation we talked about earlier in this episode. To save you winding back, pH was equal to the negative log of the hydrogen ion concentration in moles per decimeter cubed. So that concentration is the value we've just calculated just now. You would be able to put that in your calculator, find the log, and then multiply by minus one. And that should give you a positive value for the pH. There are some other calculations we can do as well. And the first thing we should do is consider how to work out the hydrogen ion concentration if we know the pH. Well, the hydrogen ion concentration equals 10 to the power minus pH. So if the pH given to you is 4.5, for example, you calculate the hydrogen ion concentration as 10 to the power minus 4.5. And that will give you the hydrogen ion concentration in moles per decimeter cubed. So when would we need to use that? Well, it's for us to do some other calculations that involve the equation for the acid dissociation constant. You might be asked to find the concentration of hydrogen ions. You might be asked to find the acid concentration. Or you might be asked to find the value of Ka. So in each of those three cases, you would need to know the other two values and you'll either be given those values or be given enough information to work those out. Let's consider if we need to work out the Ka value given the acid concentration and the pH. Well, of course, you'd use the pH to work out the hydrogen ion concentration as we've just described. And then you would use that in the equation of Ka equals the concentration of H plus squared over concentration of HA, the acid. So you just put in the concentration of H plus that you've calculated and put in the concentration of the acid that you will have been given or been able to calculate, and that will allow you to calculate the value of Ka straightforward. How about if you need to calculate the concentration of the acid itself, given the pH and the Ka value? If you do some algebra to rearrange the equation, then the concentration of HA, the undissociated acid, is equal to the concentration of H plus squared over the Ka value. So just work out the concentration of H plus from the pH, put that value in, put the Ka value in, and it's that straightforward. In my experience, a lot of students get a bit tied up with the calculations involved with weak acids. And I think that's because we use algebra and we use terms like acid dissociation constant, phrases that we're unfamiliar with. But really, if you just treat it as a simple algebra and do some rearrangement of the equation, don't get too tied up with what the assumptions are and what the names of the terms are. And the actual math itself is quite straightforward in the end. That really sums up the different types of questions and calculations that you'll be asked to do for an exam question. 
maybe it seems straightforward when you listen to it on here and it feels quite different when you're sitting a, a past paper and the way to make it feel more comfortable when you're sitting the past paper and the real paper is to practice questions like this. So my suggestion is after this episode, find some past papers, find the questions that deal with weak acids and practice, practice, practice until you feel comfortable with them, until you're comfortable with, with rearranging the equation, with seeing that H plus and pH are in a way interchangeable and just keep doing them until you're happy and confident and then don't let yourself forget how to do them do them from time to time as well because your exam might be a long way off and getting comfortable now and leaving it for months well you may well not feel so comfortable when it comes to the exam at that point so let's summarize what we've spoken about today we've talked about how to calculate ph for a strong acid which was quite straightforward because they dissociate completely of course then we talked about the acid dissociation constant and defined the equation for it. And we talked about the two assumptions that we need to make when we're dealing with weak acids. The first being that the concentration of H plus and A minus are the same as each other. And the second being that the concentration of HA, the acid, is unchanged from its initial concentration, even when we reach equilibrium. We mentioned that these particular assumptions or approximations are only applicable when we're dealing with a weak acid. When we're making calculations for acid buffers, we have to make different assumptions because these assumptions don't work anymore. We'll be looking at that in the next episode. So I've put plenty in the article that's linked with this episode and you'll find a link in the show notes to that. And while you're at the show notes, why not hit subscribe as well so that you don't miss that next episode and, and in fact, all the upcoming episodes. Thank you for bearing with me to the end here. I hope it's been of benefit to you and you, you can get in touch with me if you have any feedback on this episode or others or have any suggestions for other topics. You can get in touch with me quite easily. I'm on Instagram at Chemistry Made Simple, so you could just send me a DM there. Or you can email me at matthew at chemistrymadesimple.net. And I really do like to hear from you. Get practicing with those past papers. And I'll speak to you in the next episode soon. Goodbye.